Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. My dupe. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Speaking of sexual ASMR, not even sexual ASMR, but um, I'm bringing this up because I just thought about it. I just slapped my face. Well, first off, <laughs> hi, I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm Shane. And you're listening to Fruit Snakes. <laughs> so um, I was watching, oh, two things actually. I was watching um, porn the other day, like weeks ago, for like educational purposes. It's all strictly. Um, uh, what's it called? Educational and um, whatever. Uh-huh. Intelligence driven. It's oh, not right. for pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> I was watching this gay porn where this like black guy was like um, having sex. <laughs> uh, is that funny to you because he's black? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about what's coming next. And he was having sex with a white guy and um, he was the bottom. So he was getting fucked and he was like, they were doing it doggy style. <laughs> And as he's like into it, he like is like, uh, and then he turns around. He's like, uh, oh shit, nigga, <laughs> to the white guy. <laughs> that would be you. I lost my shit. That would be you. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I died laughing. So amidst being educational with yourself, <laughs> you just started laughing. Yeah, literally laughing, okay. and it was so funny because now when I like. I have this thing where I like go over speed bumps or whatever, like while I'm driving. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Because I yep. do it all the time. Like when you go, like, oof, I'm like, mm, like, <laughs> <laughs> but then sometimes when like someone will bump into me or something, I'm like, oof, oh shit, nigga. Oh, sick. <laughs> I just find it really funny. Mm. And then my second thing about porn was that um, I just recently showed you this, but I'm going to say oh, yeah. it on the podcast that, um, there's this new position that I didn't know existed in straight culture. And I feel like a lot of people will probably find that surprising, but the position's called Amazon. So I'm going to try to visually every time, you know what I just realized every time you said that earlier, I was thinking the company Amazon and <laughs> like I could not figure out why that was like how that was associated. Oh sure. And now I'm realizing, but I'm I don't like Amazonian. Okay. But how does that relate? I, well, I don't know, but it makes a little more sense than the Amazon oh, company. I guess. First off, if you want to know, just Google Amazon sexual position um, on Pornhub and they'll have like a whole video of it. But he's now taking the feminine role in the dynamic and she's like the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that power struggle because it was like so um, different to see these like uh, yeah. straight men in these porn porn clips for educational purposes with their legs in the air taking yeah. like the non-traditional masculine role of what heterosexual sex typically is represented by. i'm all here for those like power exchanges but i agree i'm not here for that straight porn i couldn't watch that you earlier. can't watch that like i wish i could i just her moaning was really throwing me off those beef curtains just flopping oh. around <laughs> you know what's kind of weird about straight porn to me is when i see a girl's butthole it makes me feel uncomfortable oh yeah I don't yet when i see that. like a man's butthole i'm like absolutely so, yeah. give me that calamari ring hold your butt cheeks apart yeah yeah but when i see a girl's butthole i'm like y'all poop <laughs> <laughs> like the fuck when i was little i used to think poop and pee came out of the same hole for a girl like there was only one hole like it would be like poop coming out and the pee would trickle just because you know they didn't have a dick yeah i Mm. didn't know what's going on down there fair enough um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's it shane has a fruit fly so we're gonna skip on the fruit roll up and just go right into fruit fly yeah um so (laughs) i had a trip the other day um actually it was my it was my trip that started the day that i ended in san diego um when our podcast aired Last week. Anyways, um, so <clears throat> I I had to sign in at LaGuardia by 5 a.m. Uh-huh. And I ended up not going to sleep at all that night, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, like, exhausted. But when I signed in, and by the time we were departing at, like, 6 a.m., yeah. my body still hadn't fully kicked into, like, sleepy mode yet. Um, just because I was, like, I had just showered, I got ready for right. work, like, whatever. So I was in, like, a very playful mood, and I was with a super junior crew. Well, three of us were really junior. The other one was eight years in, but she was she couldn't have given any less fucks about work or, like, sure, whatever. Sure, sure. <clears throat> so we're on the plane at the gate still, and we had already done the entire safety demo, and we were still waiting to back up. 
and our A, our lead flight attendant, was in the front galley, and uh-huh. she was looking back, and all the lights in the plane were off because it was so early, and it was still dark outside, so it was really dark on the plane. And we had our back galley light on, but, like, on dim, but she could still see me from the front of the plane. Yeah. So she's, like, making an announcement. It's 6 a.m. <clears throat> she was super tired, so I was, like, like, just dancing like an asshole in the back, and I was, like, trying to be all sexual with it. And then I was like, I'm going to be real cute. So I dropped all the way into a pussy pop. And all I heard and felt was... And I'm not kidding you. From the tip of my dick to the middle of my butt in the back, completely ripped open. And Your it pants? Was my pants. And it wasn't just ripped at the seam. The fabric that like would be re-sewn together was shredded. <laughs> now, mind that you, bussy, for that people... That pussy wanted out. <laughs> Not today. I'm not flying today. Get me out of here. (laughs) For people who are like, maybe have forgotten or just didn't pay attention before or who are just joining us. I, for the most part, don't wear underwear. So. (laughs) (laughs) Full calamari ring hit the floor. (laughs) Calamari ring. Ping pong balls. All of it just hanging out. Hanging out. It's like like a uh, supply closet for PE supplies. (laughs) The bats fall out. The balls. So I. I thought that's what happened. So I reached down. I was holding my entire dick in my hand. <laughs> it was just hanging out of my pants. And I was mortified. And I like, I like stood up and my eyes were like popping out of my head. Wait, was any th- anybody back there with you? One crew-wise? flight attendant. She wasn't paying attention at all. Oh, she didn't even know what God. I had done. And I was like, I ripped my pants. <laughs> luckily the back like six or seven rows of the aircraft were empty. Uh-huh. It was like not a crowded flight. And I was like, I ripped my pants. And she's like, she's a greek speaker Uh and she's like fluent in greek and english i think was her second language Uh so she kind of this like accent and she's like what and i was like i wear my pants and she's like oh and she like brushed it off like it was no big deal and i was like you don't get it i was like i don't have underwear on underneath i was like everything's hanging out and she's like oh okay i think i have a sewing kit in my she was so nonchalant and not pressured at all and i was like bitch like well it's not her fucking pussy out on the floor (laughs) i know but i was panicked so, and I didn't care. Like, I didn't have an extra pair of work pants uh-huh. with me. Like, You're so dumb. I know. So in my head, I'm like, what can I do? <clears throat> Did you even bring underwear? No. But luckily, <laughs> I always bring, just in case, my black Speedo with me. Okay. Like, in case I end up somewhere warm. Which, luckily, on that trip I did, I ended up in San Diego. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, well, at the very least, I can just put on my black underwear. Yeah. Or my black Speedo. But I was like, but the, the issue is, is like, even in the Speedo, the pants had ripped open so much that you still would have known right. that I had a huge hole in my right. pants. <clears throat> so she gets out her like little sewing kit. She's like, it's going to be a really bad job. Like I'm no professional. And I was like, if you can just get it to like look closed from underneath <laughs> or like from behind, that's fine. Because the other issue is as flight attendants, we're walking waist level to everybody's Everyone, eyes. Everyone, yeah. So... <laughs> The only way for her to sew it was for me to take off my pants. But we had to do this before we took off. So the guy from the front, I was like, I was like waving at him. I was like, come here, come here, come here, come here. So he like walks from the front to the back. And I had like geisha girled my way out to my uh-huh. suitcase, like just took it down. Yeah. Yeah. Like holding everything, like took down my bag and like geisha girled back. And I opened my bag. I... She was like, okay, I'm going to do one final walkthrough. She's like, while I'm doing that, you change into your Speedo and just take off your pants for me. Uh So I'm standing in the back galley. The guy from the front is holding a blanket over the entire galley. I'm standing in my Speedo and my socks and shoes and then the top half of my uniform. And then the flight attendant next to me is like sewing my pants. And she's just like nonchalantly (laughs) just like putting she's like first she's trying to get the the thread through the needle and it's like not working she's like oh i can't see in this dark and i was like i need you to get it together (laughs) um long story short (laughs) we got it all sewn together literally the second she finished and cut the thread the the captain was like flight attendants prepared yeah and i was like oh my god so i like threw them on really quickly but that was the most vulnerable I've ever been on an airplane. That is so funny. I was a mess. It would have been funnier had it been in the aisle, though. No, that would not have been funny at all. But she was like, what did you do that ripped them? And I was like, you weren't watching me? And she's like, no. And I was like, I dropped to the ground and did a pussy pop because our A was making an announcement. And she's like, well, that's what you get. And I was like, you're a bitch. I was just 
trying to lighten the that's mood. That's so funny. Yeah, so I have a similar story like that. Mine's way shorter and not as funny because that's like wild. But just the same, two flight attendants were in the front and me, uh, the two of us in the back, I was in the back with another girl. We were like dancing, being jokey jokey. And like yeah. they could see us. But in her mind, she thought no one can see us. Right? And no one could see us in the back because everyone's facing forward. Right. She thought no one could see all of us. <laughs> so she's dancing back to us, like, doing all these body rolls and shit. And Everybody's then it watching. dawned on her that everyone was staring at her. <laughs> she's, like, laughing. She's like, ah, <laughs> dancing. And then people chuckled in first class. And so she looked down and she's like, oh, my God. She realized and then ran. She ran. That's I was so funny. dying so hard. She's like, and then she calls to the back, like, laughing so hard, crying. She's like, I forgot they could see me. Because, <laughs> you know, in the back, you're like, like yeah. yeah. That's really but funny. Yeah. <laughs> One time I messed up an announcement, and when you say, um, pull the tube until it's fully extended, uh-huh. I said, pull the lube until it's fully extended. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't know if anybody else had caught it, but I thought it was so funny that I had to turn the corner and, like, Laugh. be hidden yeah. from everything because I was giggling so much yeah. just because I was, like, a little school, whatever. That's um, really funny, though. Yeah, but... But that was my um, fruit fly, and I was like, "This is only a disaster because I have zero underwear on right now, <laughs> and I'm I could not have been more exposed." That probably did not teach you any lessons at all. No, well, I'm wearing underwear now. Oh well, that's good. But here's the thing: like the underwear that I bought myself, I bought it because it was on Christmas sale, and it's normally so expensive. But the sale, it was like a third of the price. What is the brand? Calvin Klein. Oh. But the they're normally listed at like 30 bucks a pair and I'm like there's no way in yeah. hell I'm paying that much. They were $9 a pair and I was you like You know that's good underwear H&M. Mm. That's all I, I don't wear. I feel like the pouch holds it. I feel like it just compresses and I don't like that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's true. It just compresses. Yeah, it. I don't like that feeling. So <laughs> my issue is the reason it didn't teach me a lesson is because the underwear that I do own is super cute and i don't want to waste that at work <laughs> i want to wear it on my off days that's stupid <laughs> yeah so right, that's that well, i guess we're gonna switch it up just a tad we're gonna smooth smooth we're gonna smooth <laughs> we're gonna move right into fruit smoothies yeah. um blending your ideas with ours because um these questions are all about flying so i didn't want to like leave flying do a topic come back to flying so the first question um was um how do we feel about people who take their shoes off? It's disgusting. On... It's foul. You it's vile. <laughs> no, it's vile. Take their shoes off on the plane. That's like, oh, okay. Wait, let me clarify. Yeah. I've taken my shoes off before. A, I know my feet don't smell. B, I've never been barefoot and have taken, like, I always have socks, socks on. on. Yeah. And C, I always rest my feet on top of my Girl, shoes. Same. So, like, and this is before working in the airline. I did that. Yeah, like, yeah. It, I and knew. Th- one of my biggest issues is, like, my feet were swelling. Like, if it was a long enough right. flight, my like, feet would swell like up, so I get it. Australia or somewhere is, like, yes. 15 hours, yeah. What I'm saying is foul and vile and offensive is when people walk back to the bathrooms like that and walk in the bathrooms or bring their kids back there yep. shoeless or barefoot yeah. and go into those bathrooms. Yeah. And then I had the audacity of some bitch went into the bathroom and came out barefoot and goes oh it's wet on the floor in there and uh-huh. i was like yeah that's why we recommend people wearing shoes yeah like i was just what? gonna say that last night i was working a flight and some lady opened the door and then was like gonna go in she stopped she's like oh my god is that pee on the floor and Probably. we're like maybe <laughs> i was like maybe but i was like the sinks are pretty small so when people right. wash their hands like and they yeah. they drip on the floor yeah. so in most cases it's water she's like are you gonna wipe that up and i was like <laughs> No, we just recommend you wear shoes, but yeah. if you're going to go in there, um, just know that it might be wet. If you don't want your feet to get wet, then go to a different bathroom or just put shoes on. Like, it's yeah. disgusting. We're not going to wipe that up. No. And then um, I agree. Or when they put feet on, like, the parts the of the plane. Rests. Like, oh. the armrest yeah. or, like, um, the seat in front of them or, like, on the window or, like, even on the ceiling I've seen before where Ew. people, like, lay on their back and put their feet up on the ceiling. <laughs> so fucking nasty. That is so gross. So nasty, yeah. <laughs> Um, so plants are dirty, y'all. Like, like legit dirty. dirty. So like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, know that that happens, but also don't (laughs) perpetuate the problem. Also follow passenger shaming on Instagram. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Like what not to do. Yeah. Um, another question is the middle armrest. Who does it belong to? The middle person. I agree. The middle person. I agree. Because the people on the ends at least have one armrest yeah. to lean on. If you're on the aisle, the aisle armrest is yours. Mm-hmm. If you're in the window, the window armrest is yours. Mm-hmm. And then whichever one the middle person chooses, you can take the other right. one. But right. 
they technically, I think, should get both. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Like, yeah, it's already enough suckiness to sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's like you shouldn't have to sit in the middle and then not get an armrest. Right. The fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Um, I had a friend. <laughs> she, she was like, she texted me. She's like, uh, Brian, I have a problem. And I was like, what? She's like, I think I just made a mistake. And I was like, what'd you do? And she's like, well, I went to the bathroom and I had like a reusable water bottle. And um, I was like in the window. So I didn't really want to get up. I didn't want to make the people move. So I went and brought my water bottle with me. I don't know why I did that, but blah, 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 blah. Gets in there, leaves it in the bathroom, and then comes and sits down. And then when she sits down, she forgets. And I was like, okay, well, did you go get it? She's like, no, I didn't want to have them move. So I was like, so what'd you do? She's like, I ring the flight attendant call oh, button. No, bitch. Yeah. I ring, I rung the flight attendant call button. And then when he got to me, I asked, like, hey, I left my water bottle in the, the bathroom. And I was like, why did you do that? Like, why? And she's like, well, I didn't want to go get it. And after he responded to me, um, then I realized I probably shouldn't have done that. I was like, wait, what did he say? And she's like, he was just like, Okay, go okay. get it. <laughs> I was like, I would have done the same thing. Same. Because like, it's we're... funny though because knowing why she did it, I was uh-huh. like, I get it. I get it I too. also hate asking people yes. to get up, um, but because that's your own messy fault. Yeah. You better yeah. look dumb. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say the exact same thing. Like, okay, go get it. Because yeah. we have way too much to do. Most cases, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't have time to like help you with your bags unfold your laundry mm-hmm. <laughs> get you water juice coffee and yes. a beverage yeah. with ice without ice mm-hmm. get biscoffs i don't know just girl bye <laughs> where's that water at but yeah any um, more questions that was pretty much it okay. let me think of any questions that people have asked me oh this is one um What's the best way, like, to fly where your flight attendants are nice to you? Always bring gifts. And people find that so strange. Like, wait, mm-hmm. really? I'm like, yes, bring gifts all the time. Yeah. So if you're flying, literally just buy, like, a cute bag of chocolate or... Like, literally go to Target and buy a $3 bag of, like, a mixed assortment of candies. Of candy. Yeah. Or, like, um, what's really good is, like, depending on the aircraft type, but if you just buy, like, a $5 gift card per flight attendant, most cases, mm-hmm. if you're flying domestic, it's about four, three yeah. or four. Um, and if you don't, and if, if you don't have enough, the way that I've experienced it, um, is all the junior people get it. Oh, really? Beca- yeah. Because the senior people are like, we're making way more way money more, than yeah, you. So like true. you just, it, because it's $5, right. they're like, I don't need it. It's just a nice present. But right. everybody recognizes right. the gesture of somebody right. going out. And that happened to me on an international flight, which means we had, I think like seven to nine people uh-huh. and they brought us like six or seven gift cards. Yeah. yeah. Usually I always go over because if I don't. You'll just use I'll it. I'll just use yeah. it, yeah. Um, but that's the easiest way to, like, get the hookup. Because anytime people bring stuff for us on the flight, we're like, oh, my God, thank you. Because the gesture enough is, like, totally awesome. But, like, we're always like, okay, where are you sitting at? Mm-hmm. And then they just tell us. And if they ask you that, then you know you're about to get the hookup. Right. And so when that happens, we just, like, hand them the world. Mm-hmm. We're like, anything to eat? Anything, anything to drink? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. So I always tell people, bring, bring, bring a gift. Yeah. So um, I just hit my year mark, but I had a first experience the other day. Um, we were like trying to take off and it became very visibly noticeable that um, we were like pressured for time. Uh-huh. Um, so we were like pushing, not pushing, we were encouraging everybody to like sit down um, because everybody was just like moving around and like yeah. doing the most. And we were like, we just need you guys to sit down. Once again, the air, you're fine. Yeah, we just had a bag down. in the yeah. back that we needed to bring up to the front, like yep, blah, yep. blah, blah. So this guy comes to the back galley after I thought everybody was like sat and ready to go. And we just closed the door and he goes, just so you know, this woman has a bag at her seat and I don't want it to delay us. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? So I like walk over and I don't, I literally am looking in the row and, and him and his wife are sitting across and he's like, yep, yep, yep. And I was like, yep, what? I was getting annoyed because I was already irritated from the situation, but I was like, I don't even see what he's talking about. And he was like, yeah, right there. Yep. Yep. And and I was like looking and the woman who I was looking at finally looked up at me. I was like, do you have a, a bag? And this bitch had a mini carry-on standing up at her feet with a, a jacket over it so that we couldn't see it. Um, she had like uh, draped the jacket over her leg. So it just looked like she was keeping warm. But like it was a full carry-on yeah, like between her legs with a, a bag underneath uh-huh. the seat in front of her. Why did she do that? Because she... There was no space overhead and she didn't, she didn't check think it. there was space. She didn't want to check it and she didn't want to ask us yeah. to find space for it. She's like, well, I just thought, and I was like, well, 
I understand that, but that really could have held us up. Like, yeah. we can't fly with you having a bag yeah. on your feet like that. Um, but that was a first, so don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, Is let's move everything? on. Yeah. Uh, it, with that said, um, write into us still about questions. That was great. Uh-huh. Um, it could be anything that we've talked about. Again, we've talked about plenty of things that if you've had your own experiences with it, we would love to bring it up and talk about it again. Mm-hmm. All that. So you can reach at reach out on um, at Fruit Snacks Pod on Instagram. You can DM us or you can just write us through our email at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So this week um, for our fresh fruit, which is the meat of our um, episodes, meat. we wanted to talk about... I forget what it's called. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly I want to talk about... No, we want to talk about emotional intelligence. That's what it is. Yes. So just a basic foundational level of what emotional intelligence is, if you don't know, is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships ju- judiciously and empathetically. And um, used in a sentence, <laughs> emotional intelligence is the key to both personal and professional success. <laughs> <laughs> most simplistic definition definition to me is like emotionally woke yeah just being aware being aware yeah. and like yeah um but with that said i feel like a lot of people are not a hundred percent and when i say that like that doesn't mean that people aren't emotional i just don't think that they a are aware of how their emotions impact themselves and people around them and i don't understand i don't think that they understand um the impact that their emotions can have on like their logical judgment. Totally. Um, which is the reason that I was so interested in this topic. Cause I didn't realize that this was like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to talk about where you heard it from? Um, well, speaking of podcasts, since this is one, um, I always listen to a lot of other podcasts. Yeah. Um, I think it's more beneficial. To I won't listen, listen to, to anybody but us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I've listened to podcasts for years, especially on long road trips or like commuting to and from work, which is why we always recommend when you're driving to listen to us. Yeah. Um, but I always listen to um, like TED Talks or mm. like self-help ones. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to uh, Oprah Winfrey's um, Super Soul Conversations. And mm. she always has really good podcasts with people that I find really interesting. And she was talking to a doctor about emotional intelligence. And he was saying, um, in essence, that the most successful people in the professional world have the highest EQ, which is emotional mm. intelligence Um rating because iq is more about like book smarts but when you don't know how to deal with people and how you affect a situation you're never going to be as successful um for someone who might not be as book smart but know how to get certain situations out of um scenarios that might need to be solved like in problem solving right situations or stuff like that yeah yeah so i thought it would be a fun topic to bring up and talk about and use some examples of when People probably weren't as emotional, intelligent, but mm-hmm. it would have been nice if they were. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, the reason that I relate to this topic so much right now is because. Oh. I know we just ate. Gross. Sorry. So we're like super burpy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. Uh, well, I'm in a place right now of transition where I'm sort of trying to find a better balance of who I've become or evolved into with who I used to be because I think that for a really long time I was completely shutting out who I used to be out of fear of feeling like I wasn't growing. Okay. But there were a lot of aspects of myself that I actually really liked. Um, I just didn't know how to channel those. So like an example of that were my emotions. I feel like I used to be such an emotional person, but with that said, I think that I used to allow emotions to overrun the way that I thought. Um, and now I've moved into a very logistical way of thinking, or logical way, rather. Um, but what I was doing was completely shutting off the emotions in right. regards to everything. There was and no that's, balance. Yeah, yeah, and that's not healthy either. So right now I'm in this place where I'm feeling my way through things, but I'm also trying to make decisions with those feelings in mind. Like, why do I feel this way? Yeah. Is that valid, or is this just me being emotional in the moment? Right. You know, And I'm trying to be more aware of... Um, that balance, but also 
acknowledging each thought or feeling for mm-hmm. what they are mm-hmm. and giving each of those validations. Sure. Yeah. Because I feel like um, a good um, indicator of if you are emotionally intelligent, because I feel like emotional intelligence, people are always like, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm mad or I yeah. know I'm sad. That I feel like it goes deeper than that way because deeper. I feel like the best way to understand emotional intelligence is if you do self-talk. Mm-hmm. Like when something's rough or you're not feeling a certain way, you're like, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Rather than just being like um, suppressive and just right. like not divulging into it. And even if it's like a bad emotion or you're like acting a certain way that you don't appreciate, yeah, that talk should be like, why am I doing that? Like, mm-hmm. why am I doing this? You know, yeah. I feel like that is a good indicator of emotional intelligence. Because when you're blind to that, you're not having that self-discussion or that self-exploration of your feelings, which ultimately is like telling you you don't know why you are the way you Mm -hmm. are. And that's not a good place to be. And I think that ties in with your self-identity because realistically, when you know yourself in an emotional sense, you know yourself and how you can present yourself in certain Mm -hmm. situations and act in certain situations. And like life doesn't really get the best of you when there's other outside forces that are affecting how your day is. Right. Yeah. 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 but I feel like I've experienced a lot of situations where people act on emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think in the moment they think, I don't care what I say right now. Like, this, right. Is, this is how I honestly feel. And even if you say something in a way that comes from an honest place, There's I a, think that the delivery can be totally. way different and totally. way more effective totally. if you allow yourself to feel that and then take a second to process a way to deliver it back to another person. I feel like in most case scenarios, I'm good with that, but there definitely have been situations where I really let that get the best of me. And I think because I've been patient for so long and then I was like, okay, it's not, nothing's happening. And then there's that pushback and I'm like, okay, listen, bitch, you know, and (laughs) it gets to that point. So I think for me, for sure, like I could use a little bit more of an emotional intelligence mentality mm. in those moments <laughs> but my patient runs thin so my so patient's it's your fault yeah it's my fault but no, see you i'm saying you're you're, you're oh so it's their people, fault like yeah. yeah it's their fault it's your fault <laughs> i'm really emotional intelligent <laughs> it's your fault um, yeah i also forgot I, I just this is just part of being emotional i forgot how good it feels to cry I know. I shut it's that like a off. reset button. Yeah, I shut it off for a very long time where I would like maybe tear up over something. But uh-huh. again, like I used to cry a lot. Yeah. And most very recently for me, I have been crying a lot, but that's not from me just being overly dramatic. It's coming from like a, a genuine place. A hurt place, yeah. Um, but it is so cathartic. Is that the right word? Yeah, it's it's therapeutic yeah, to like both. just let it out. Yeah. Even if there's no resolution at the end, other than just to cry yeah it's just this like deep breath of emotions being released and it feels so good right like so good right and it's been happening more and more and i've been like trying to get that under control but i also recognize that like it's like a drug for you at this point (laughs) i just like look for situations where i can start crying yeah but i've the times that it's happened it's happened because i know i'm in the space where it can happen um but there was a day it was a really rough day we started so early in the morning on a trip and it wasn't the first day it was our last day uh-huh. but i think it was like three legs that day and we had a little time between each flight like the day was just going to be so long and i remember our first flight and i was like i felt like i was going to be a, a wreck but uh-huh. i was like this is not the place to do that yeah and it was so hard to like swallow that emotion down and that was weird for me because that's what I've been doing for so long. But because I've been like letting those out and then suddenly I'm like trying to push them back. I was like, this is not natural. Right. Like I think it's more natural to just feel the emotions, which ties in a lot with like, um, a lot of the masculinity talks. Girl, people I was just going to get into that about toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, we'll transition to that in a bit. Yeah. Were you done? done. Oh, um, I was going to ask you, Did you ever feel like for you um, at a certain point when you said you were emotional that it, it was a weakness for you? I started um, not when I was emotional, when I started trying to think more logically about uh-huh. things. Looking back, I think I wanted to tell myself that it was weak. Um, yes, yeah. as a person, not as a man. Right. I want to clarify right, right, that. Right, right, right. I never thought like you look gay or whatever. Like right. I didn't care about that. 
I, I thought that it made me look weak as a person. Because I feel like be <clears throat> people hesitate to cry and let that emotional release because they feel like it's a weakness. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I can't even get a control of it. That It's like last-ditch effort. Right. But I'm like, no. Crying almost gives you clarity, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because you're letting whatever you're holding in out. And then yeah. you resort it. It's kind of like um, when you get really sick. And you're like, I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. And then you throw <laughs> up. And you're like, bitch, I should have threw up like four hours ago. I feel like yes. I can run a marathon. Yeah. Let's do this again. Yeah. But then when you're going through it, you're like, no. Uh-huh. And so I feel like, for sure, crying is like that emotional vomit yeah yeah but um i i always feel like that's why people hesitate to do it because they almost feel like it's a weakness mm-hmm. and they like i almost feel like people view it personally as like a a failure and yeah. i'm like no that's like actually good yeah like you're you're letting yourself get that out um but yes and so now that you bring up the masculine i, I just want to denote one other thing what's up the other thing that i'm thinking about right now is we're associating a lot of this with crying uh-huh but like I think this encompasses a range of emotions, For sure. right? Yeah, so no, like, all emotions. Yeah, so yeah. to allow yourself, uh, like, love. Totally. To allow yourself to feel love, totally. whether it puts you in a vulnerable place or not. Like, yeah. that was another issue of mine, is, like, I I didn't want to allow myself to be as vulnerable as I had in the past. Right. And that was a big issue on my part, you know, where I had to recognize that and think, why are you closing yourself off from one from one of the most natural emotions right. that we feel as humans? Oh my god, I'm like so burpy. But you know what I think people are worried about that vulnerability is that there's the that lack of control. But I feel like yeah. with emotional intelligence, you know where your emotions are coming from, so mm-hmm. you're fully aware of that control cuz I feel like when people get into relationships and they're like I don't I don't want to get too serious cuz I don't want to get hurt, but I'm like no one is hurt until you decide you're hurt. And mm-hmm. the only reason you'd be hurt is because you let yourself get into something you didn't want. So every step of the way, you have to call the shots for yourself. And I'm not saying you need to say it's my way or the highway but you need to be like you know um let's take something so mundane as like cleanliness be like hey i know that you're not as clean as me but (laughs) if you could be a little bit cleaner it would definitely make me happy and then in that mindset if i were to receive that i would be like okay i like this person i want to make them happier so i would start being cleaner Mm -hmm. right um and so you call the shots in the sense that like you don't need to put up with that, but right. it's also not like a bad thing to be like, okay, well then maybe we're not mm-hmm. meant to be, you know what I mean? Or like this matters to me or have that discussion. Right. Um, but I feel like people, and that's very, like I said, mundane, but, um, or like my new, but, Oh, that's a huge thing in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all different, but yeah, for me, yeah, you know I'm what kidding. I mean? For yeah, me, yeah. it's not that big of a yeah. deal, but that's what I mean where people feel like, I don't want to love cause I'm going to be vulnerable and I don't want to get hurt. But mm-hmm. you don't, you only, get hurt by things that you accept, right? And if you accept that in your life and then all of a sudden you're sitting there like, I didn't know, why are they hurting me? It's like, bitch, you knew that. You did. You just were like refusing to see the science or whatever the case right. may be. And I'm like, that's the same sense of like an emotional intelligence. Well, where you I will see... say there are situations where people put you in the position to be hurt. Um, I like, did that. Like, I, like I've, I've done that. What do you um, mean? I've put somebody in, in a position to be hurt and it wasn't at any fault of their own. Like... I think that within the relationship, they took, at least in comparison to me, they took almost all the right steps. I was not. But, okay, can I get an example? Um, yeah. Um, okay, if you want to, like, talk about cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, when we lived together and you said, like, I was leaving, like, the note on the garbage yeah. can. Like, nobody was doing anything wrong in that situation, yeah. right? But I I did not take the proper steps to, like, express how I was feeling about that. Sure. Until it was so built up in me that it just kind of, like, came out in the completely wrong way. Right. And that, that put the house in a situation to feel, like, uncomfortable. Obviously, nobody was sad because right. it wasn't, like, that relationship. Right. But, like, but even still, like that, I'm saying there's control on both ends. If both people are emotionally intelligent, I could see, you know what? Maybe he was in a place where it wasn't about the trash. And that's sure. what I think I even said in the first episode where I was like, it wasn't even about the trash. It's yeah. just that the mess in the house was a reflection of how you felt a mess in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm like, you accept whatever you accept when you're emotionally intelligent. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, if they... If that is the message and I hear that, I'm like, okay, I can either respond to it by being like with backlash 
yeah. or respond to being like, yeah, I understand. But regardless, there's that resolution. So I'm in full control again, rather than you sure. being like, why are you making this situation so hard? Why are you doing this to me? You know what I mean? But don't you think that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I understand. But that. I get what you're saying. Yes, where because you did that out backlash and da da da, you technically are throwing those emotions on me, so it does make it hard in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like sometimes someone can give you everything with the best of intentions. Right. Right. And even if they're very emotionally intelligent and aware, they're making those decisions because they're emotionally aware. Right. It's just the way that you're responding to it. Um that isn't coming from the same place. Sure. And that's why I say like, sometimes I do think that it can be put more on one person than another sure. in a relationship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you wanted to move into toxic masculinity. Right. right. There was something else, but I think we could just move into it. Um, I think emotionally intelligent goes beyond like, even like those personal feelings too, mm-hmm. where you can understand the role you play within certain dynamics, right? Where, like, if you're the teacher, you should assert yourself in a certain way. Um, and then when you are the student, you should understand how those dynamics work as well. All of that interpersonal skills where when you step into a social situation, you know why you're there and how you should act within that. You know what I mean? Like, if I were to hang out with you, um, I would feel and say a certain thing mm-hmm. apart from when we're on the plane. Do you right. know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like even with that, not necessarily that's emotional intelligence, but I think emotional intelligence goes over to how people will receive you mm. and you understanding that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like how we talked about a few episodes ago about the Kona, um, you know, the Kona um, catastrophe, catastrophe yeah. where in that moment I knew emotional intelligence was needed uh-huh. because I could have uh, lashed back with rage and misunderstanding. Right. But I was like, you know, I'm aware of what's going on. I'm more aware that my, my reaction is going to be the deciding factor of how this goes mm-hmm. rather than that. And I feel like that's what I mean when you have full control where you can somewhat let things get out of hand if you decide to add to it. Right. And yes, I, I'm more situations will be more trying than others. So yeah. I'm not saying it as a blanket statement of like, no matter what happens, you know, like if mm-hmm. someone's shooting at you, you can't be like, I have control, you know? Right. And I mean like verbally at the shooting at yeah. you, like someone can only take so much, but a true emotional intelligent person I feel like knows how to navigate through that and I think that is like the goal is to like really understand when people are saying certain things or stuff really picking up on the the context clues that aren't verbally being said to understand yeah. that's not really what's going on but I, I see you girl and you know. yeah I also think though that one of the difficulties is being strong enough in your emotional intelligence to handle either all situations similarly uh-huh. or differently. Uh-huh. And what I mean by that is like, there's a difference between handling a situation with a, a coworker uh-huh. like you did versus a best friend versus right. a, a partner right. versus a parent. Like all of those, you're coming from different places of it or you're coming from different emotions yeah. and different place, yeah. places intelligently. Um, and, I think that it would be really difficult to apply the same mindset to every situation. I think, I think what you're, I agree. Cause I feel like it's almost ass backwards where I feel like a little bit more compassionate towards strangers because Mm. I don't know them as well. So I'm like, I can be a little more delicate, but when it's my friends and you're pissing me (laughs) off, bitch, we are going to go toe to toe. And I brought some of those situations up on this podcast, but just recently I like got in a fight with one of my flight attendant friends. Cause I'm like, I expected more out of you and I mm. expected our situ- our relationship to be better than this. So in this moment, I was not using tact. I was not emotionally intelligent. I was like, bitch, you get in this rage. <laughs> I was like, you about to get rage. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I almost feel like um, men tend to have a lack of emotional intelligence, not by their own fault, but almost perpetuated by their own fault because they buy into this idea of societal pressure of being, like, so um, stoic and Mm -hmm. um, uh, not emotionless, but the only emotions we can um, show are, like, anger or excitement through, like, strength. 
Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, you can't be vulnerable. You can't show tears. You can't mm-hmm. give a compliment because you love someone. Yeah. Like it, it, only unless it's in the the work in the in the certain rules of like sexual conquest, right? Right. Like you can be like, girl, I I love you. Like I want to be with right, you. Right. But if right. You're like, dude, you're such a good friend to me. Like seriously, no homo, bro. But yeah. it's like none of those things need to be said. Just like be honest Just and be, like yeah. say what you feel. But. Um, yeah, I feel like through society, like it creates this toxic masculinity of like what a man should be like the Jack Gillette which, commercial, but which like frustrates me so much because they're literally basic human emotions. Uh-huh. Like we feel those naturally, naturally, you know, that's a chemical reaction to yeah. something that you are experiencing or going through and to, to suppress those feelings and emotions just because you're scared of what, or you're you're afraid of how you'll be seen because of that, you know what? boils my blood. You know what's so funny, is that's the masculine closet. Yeah. Honestly, think about when we were coming out of the closet. We were so worried about what other people were gonna say. We mm-hmm. didn't want to be vulnerable. We didn't want to be judged. Yeah. And it was like so depressing to be in that mental headspace of like feeling so alone yeah that i could see how frustrating it would be for a man to feel the same way but in a masculine closet where Mm -hmm. it's like i can't show what who i am i can't be you know these different uh multifaceted beings as being myself because it's not what is accepted right um yeah and that's really sad because i've been there but in a different realm in a different way and i think that people try to or not try to i think that people's fear is that their identities will be um, reflected by the emotions that they're expressing. Uh-huh. And I think that it's more of a collective, like, this person can be super what we consider to be masculine, uh-huh. but they can also show... That softness. The softness, yeah. you know, as opposed to, like, oh, no, he's super effeminate yeah. just because he cries right. or, like, whatever. What a you know? sissy or yeah. quit acting like a girl or whatever yeah. stupid term you want to Well, but, it. like, yeah, and even, like, not not in that sense like for myself Uh I felt like looking back one of the reasons that I had shut off emotions is because I felt like just the emotional like overly dramatic friend who cried all the time you know or whatever and as opposed to just figuring out a way to like redirect some of those emotions or um the way that I handled certain situations um I just saw it as a completely negative thing because I didn't want to be identified as that person, sure. you know? And I think that that's where that fear comes from with right. a lot of people is like just being identified as, as that person. Right. Yeah. And like, let's, let's dissect that then. Like, why would that be bad to be that person? Um, because at the time I, I viewed it as being weak. Right. Or that's what I started to view it right. as was being weak. Right. And I felt like, um, I was surrounded by such a strong group of individuals that I was that weak link right. in the chain of, of people that I had created. Right. But I also think that you're basing your standard off of things that you think other people validate or yeah. um, value, not validate, but completely. Value. But that's what, what I'm saying. That's where right. those fears come from is everything that we make up in our own totally minds. Totally what we completely make mm-hmm. up. Cause I don't, I don't see tears or getting emotional as a weakness. Right. Um, but because you viewed it that way mm-hmm. or like maybe what you cherished in someone else was not that. So yeah. you now put that as like the guiding light. And it's mm-hmm. like, realistically, there's no um, dictator of who is right or wrong as far as how they are viewed. Right. right. And that's the whole thing of like, why can't we just let people be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then all these societal standards or pressures and all this stuff create this like world of like a mental capacity or mental space. Um, or this closet, if you will, where anything outside of that box, you're like fucked or mm-hmm. like chastised or like shitted on. And it's like, yeah. life is so complex. Like yeah. why, why, why would we not allow all those like diverse mm-hmm. situations be a part of like our story? Well, and it's interesting because thinking back to it now, what I was so worried of being in, in my group of friends is what got me my group of friends. Totally. I was that person all along. And I had all of those people, but suddenly something in me didn't want to be seen a certain way, even though, even if I was seen that way, that's what put me in in the best scenario that I could have been in, you know? No, totally. Um, 
And even if like- Look at me all emotionally intelligent. <laughs> stupid. And even if those people did say leave you, uh-huh. They weren't there for your health anyways. Right. Like, right. you need those down bitches. And if they're leaving you for things that are internally making you a uh, um, functioning human being, mm-hmm. then you need to be like, okay, well then, yeah, you you can't exit stage left. Right. I'm good. Thank you. The show is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. leave, leave your brochure at the door. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um, and I think that's where, for me, it was like, that's when I started becoming emotionally intelligent because you really kind of have to, like stop caring so much mm-hmm. and putting these like blocks on yourself yeah. to think that you have to fit into these certain things and really let yourself think about what you're thinking about and how you truly feel about any situation and all situations to understand right. who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I've, I've definitely been in tune with my emotions, but I wouldn't say that I've been intelligent with it until sure. very recently. I would agree with that. And it's just because I didn't know, I didn't know how to blend two sides of myself. I just don't think that you ever were challenged to have to do that. No. And, and it's not to say that you were incapable or you never wanted to, but I don't think you ever were under, you never got put in a situation where you're like, oh, I need that. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, that makes sense. It was just like, you were fine being the way you were up until the point that you felt like, okay, what is wrong? Right. Well, I feel like growing up for me my life was fairly easy to a certain point. Yeah. And I was just able to feel everything because I could be really, really sad, but that gave way for me to be really, really happy. Yeah. And I just got to enjoy life for those extremities, yeah. you know? And then life felt like it got really hard for a while. And I kind of threw up the walls to surround myself and, and like preserve like self-preservation, right. you know? Um, and so now I'm at this point where, I realize that the only way for me to grow again is to be better equipped to handle the different scenarios that I'm going to right. um, experience in life. Right, right. Um, and that's why I say, like, I don't think that that intelligence has started to evolve until just very recently. Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Your throat's trying to do this ASMR. <laughs> um. Yeah. Cool. I think that's all great. Um, there are... <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. Um, there are tests to test your emotional intelligence online. Ooh. I don't know if any of them are free, though, but we should try to do we that We should see. do those. Watch, we're, like, fucking dumb as shit emotionally. <laughs> like, our Just EQ failing. is failed, like, zero out of 100, and we're like, well, that was a good episode. <laughs> we're like, you have to do this and that and that. Yeah. Um, we should take those, though. I, I don't even know what kind of questions it would be. Let's look. I'm going to see. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to... Oh, well, do you want to look it up and I'll tell you a story about emotional intelligence? Okay. Um, where I... I This is my understanding of an emotional intelligent person. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like when people hear feedback about themselves, um, if it's not positive, they take it personally. And mm. um, mm-hmm. uh, instead of like thinking about it and seeing if it really does apply to you or if it's just like one-off situations or situationally you've acted that way and you know that you're not that way. But for whatever right. reason, people like make it sit as if you're like attacking their character when you're like, Bitch, I'm just talking about the situation right, right now. And if you don't like it, then don't act like that. But there's been so many situations I've been in where, like, I'm going to just give that flight attendant example where um, she was the lead flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Mind you, that means shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, it's just, like, the breakdown of our schedule. Sure. And she got put in that role for that day. But she's not any more trained, any mm-hmm. more qualified. Like, yeah. she might have been there longer, but that doesn't mean anything no because like i've been lead flight attendant straight out the gate mm-hmm. as the most junior person Wanna get you get you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um she asked a question of like about service and i was it, she asked a question about service and i gave her an answer that differentiated from what she wanted us to do she's like well are you guys gonna do this i was like no i don't think we need to and she's like well i think you do and i was like Okay, well, then don't ask us. Right. Just tell us if just you're going like, to do that. I think you guys should do this. And um, she's like, well, I'm not telling you, but I just think you should. And I was like, right, that's still the same <laughs> thing. Because if you weren't telling us and you really didn't care, then you would just be like, okay, cool. Yeah. As short as that. And so then it just kept going back and forth. And then ultimately I was like, I don't know why you're being so bossy. And that threw this girl for a whirlwind. 
after we got off the flight, mind you, we did service exactly the way she wanted us to do service uh-huh. and went two steps further by offering more amenities and stuff like that. Because I'm like, if we're really going to do it, we're going to do it. Right. Because I'm like, we're going to do this, you know? <laughs> like, if you're going to make a big stink about it, we about I'm about to show you that, yeah, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, let's do it. I'm not trying to be petty. Let's do it. Yeah. So she calls me on the phone to talk about what happened. And I was like, okay, what about... And she's like, well, I don't like the way it was handled. I was like, what, why? Like, I don't understand. She's like, well, I just thought, like, I don't like what you said to me. And I was like, I don't get why you're upset by it, though, because literally we did what you said to do and then more, and it was fine, and the flight was successful. And she's like, I know. I was right. And I was like, right, you were right. So what? What? what why? Why don't you like the way it was handled? She's like, well, I don't like that you called me bossy. And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, I'm not bossy. And I was like, well, you were bossy on the plane because you told us what to do when when we at when you yeah. asked and we told you otherwise and you were like, no, do that. That is being bossy. Right. And she's like, but I've never, no one has ever called me bossy in my life. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. And she's like, so I'm not bossy. And I was like, okay. Like, because I, we need to be validated. Yeah, validated. Exactly. Yeah. And to me, that wasn't like emotionally intelligent because right. I'm like, if you don't think you're bossy, then why are we having this conversation? But mm-hmm. if you do, if you keep asking me, then clearly you think you're bossy, but you're not seeing that, Yeah. you know? And I was like, I don't understand what you're trying to get me to do. I was like, I think you're being bossy because you told us what to do. If you don't think you're being bossy, then that's that. I don't know why you're trying to convince me that you're not bossy. I think you're bossy, but who cares? Yeah. And she was like, well, as my friend, I don't like that feedback. And I was like, okay, well then don't be bossy. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not. And I was like, Okay, then what's your... I don't understand. Right, well, like, right, what, what right. are you trying to get at? And she's like, no one has ever told me I was bossy my entire life except for you. And I was like, okay, well, then here's the thing. If no one has yeah. ever told you you were bossy, then why do my words have any weight mm-hmm. to what this situation totally. causes? Because then clearly you're not bossy if you've never heard this before. And she's like, well, I just feel like if my friend said some negative like feedback like that i would want to reflect on it i was like okay first of all like i didn't say it like it was a negative thing i was just saying you're being bossy which you were i'm not saying you're a bossy person i'm not (laughs) saying you're an awful person i'm not attacking you for who you are but you were bossy in that situation Mm -hmm. and i was like and if you think that you should reflect then then reflect like i don't know what you want me to do and she's like well people do say that i act like the mom in the group and i was like i think that's their way of saying that you're bossy Bossy. but in a nicer way but i'm not going to speak on their behalf but if you feel like that correlates then maybe look into that Mm -hmm. but i'm not going to put those words in the in in their mouth because i don't know why they would say that to you but for me in this situation from this one situation i do think you're bossy and other situations too i think you're boss you've been bossy Mm -hmm. And then it like went haywire from there. And so then at the end of the day or at the end of the phone call, I was like, okay, well, I don't think I have anything else to say. And she's like, well, I don't either. I just don't like the way it was like, I don't like the way this is ending. And I was like, well, I think ultimately you want me to say that you're not bossy Uh and I'm not going to say that. But regardless, as your friend, I realize I hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Next time I won't be as honest with you if it doesn't, um, you know, if it's not really productive to the situation. So if we are working together and you start telling us what to do, I'll just do it. And then you won't have to hear anything about it. And then it won't even be an issue. And she's like, see, that's the problem. I was like, well, that's what you're forcing me to say because you're not reflecting, which I'm not asking you to do. And I'm not asking you to validate what I said to you because I don't care. I think you're bossy in those situations. Again, I was fine with it clearly because I still listen to you. So it's not a big deal. But it was like that back and forth of like, and I was like, okay, well, have a good night. And I said, I was like, if you wake up and you're like still upset and want to say something else, feel free to call me. I don't mind talking to you. She's like, okay. And then that was that. But it was like, the fuck? And then later, um, I hear that like she started Googling like personality traits and stuff like that. Yeah. So I kind of, I think, made a whirlwind for her. Yeah. But that's what I mean. There's like, I, I don't know if that really translates to emotional intelligence, but I feel like there's something to do with I that. I would think so, because understanding the way that you approach situations exactly. would help you in um, tunneling your emotions sure. in those situations. Well, not only that, but how you navigate interpersonal problem-solving skills. Because like, if someone were to tell me, Brian, you're bossy, and I'd be like, okay, why do you say that? And then they'd give me the situation. I'm like, okay, yeah, in that situation, I was bossy. Right. Sorry that I was bossy. I didn't mean to be, but I thought that you guys should have done X, Y, and Z. So I was adamant about that. Mm-hmm. Next time, 
don't like I then I'd like next time if you don't like me doing that then I would appreciate if you just work on it and if not then we'll go from there totally. you know what I mean but I wouldn't be like trying to convince them mm-hmm. one way of who I am and whatever so yeah, yeah. <laughs> did um, you find did. some questions yeah. about what was so let's like um, throw them out there so people understand what we're talking about so it's a 45 minute test oh shit um we ain't you can take the test for free at least on um i found this on psychology today okay um which is a pretty credible site yeah um like read some of the it, i will it's but a li- just it's a test uh one through five right like, yes so um i'm gonna read these but you can take the test for free you have to pay for the results Oh, it's like bitch. 995 for the results but there are 146 questions damn so just, just read like yeah three um so one is like the very first one is i adjust my behavior depending on who i am interacting with example calm and friendly with a child or serious and professional with my boss yeah and then you would do like completely true mostly true somewhat true or false mostly see false, like what would false. you say that that's like emotionally intelligent if you do right i would think so same I I would think so, and I would say completely because you would be aware. True. Of, I would say mostly true. You would be aware of the situation and how to yeah. navigate. Through yeah, yeah. It. yeah, it's very like um, growing up gay and knowing how to chameleon totally, yourself. Totally. Yeah. Um, another one is I tend to postpone or avoid discussing touchy topics. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think you should do it all the time, but it's very situationally. Like if mm-hmm. the situation arises, so I would probably do a little more in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So well, like this is false. how you pass this test. <laughs> right. Um, another one is I find myself feeling nervous about situations or events and I don't even know why. I would say if you agree to that, it's probably not emotional intelligence because no. you would need to understand where your emotions are uh-huh. coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting yeah so yeah go do it 995 take the <laughs> test right in tell us your results <laughs> we'll talk about it yeah we'll talk about this question um pertains to your story so i just want to read it really quickly okay. <laughs> it says oh, shit. once a pessimistic thought pops into my head it's like a floodgate opens <laughs> my thoughts get more and more negative <laughs> so so for her you created that for her i did <laughs> you were her floodgate i was her floodgate <laughs> i said release the beast <laughs> <laughs> bossy bitch <laughs> yeah yeah, bossy, bossy. All right, bottom. well, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? Yeah. I actually think this episode turned out pretty good. Yeah. I was kind of weary, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to stretch it out. But, you know, as no, we always can be able to stretch this topic out for hours. Yeah, well, I just yeah. thought of stretching it out. Um, did you want to end with in-season real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, so one thing that I've actually – it's felt really good to have, um, but I'm just, like, a planner, so I enjoy seeing things listed out or, like, in writing for myself. Um just a quick backstory long story short um on new year's eve i was doing a turn um and i ran into a flight attendant between my flights who i had flown with before Uh and um she was telling me that she went out to the grocery store that day and bought a bunch of grapes because somebody had told her that like it's tradition in certain cultures i believe it's a spanish culture um it's tradition at midnight to eat 12 grapes for what though for new year's eve okay yeah yeah and um each grape that you eat is supposed to represent um, a different month uh-huh. and you're supposed to set an intention for each grape love that, that you eat. I love So mantras. she was like, she's so sweet and she's great. And she was like, take 12 grapes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then she's like, take two more just in case. And I was like, in case what? And she's like, in case you lose two. And I was like, okay. Um, but I went through um, on my next flight and I made a list of 12 love intentions. It. Love it. And um, I need to do that. And I ate the grapes at midnight, and I re- like I read through my list for each grape that I ate, uh-huh. and um, I like I don't even know if that's how you properly do the tradition, but I was like I I enjoy knowing now like at the start of each month kind of what I'm setting my intention for. Can you share some? Yeah, share like three for with us. Okay. Um. So my. F- uh. I can. Yeah. My first one was love, and it was because I was in a point where I. Um, really needed to focus on that in my life. And that means, like, for myself, for those around me, uh-huh. for past, like, for everything. Um, and I felt like once I kind of moved through those feelings of love, I needed to focus in the second month, which is currently um, hate. on, <laughs> Just on hate, um, on happiness, uh. um, which maybe should have come first, but I, I felt like that order was more appropriate. Yeah. Um, uh what's another one? Oh, uh there's a month where I want to be like more politically outspoken uh. because I felt like 
through a lot of the presidential race, I just had lost my voice as an advocate, which yeah. is something I used to love doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like um, with that, can I give you some advice? Yeah, I, I just want to tell you one of my last ones. Yeah, it's for November. I want to find success in fruit snacks. Love it. Yeah. So when November hits and you pull this list out, we'll re- we'll, we'll, we'll revisit the year and see if some of those. If we're not successful, I'm going to be pissed. You better throw those grapes out. Yeah, I'm going to throw them all out. <laughs> um, I don't know how you wrote those down, but I always feel like when we set intentions like that, at least for me, um, like a broad one, you need like specific yes. testing things yeah, yeah, yeah. of like, I'm going to like for happiness be like traveling makes me happy Mm -hmm. so let me travel or whatever the case is because if you're just like happiness and you're like what what where am i right like looking under the bed happiness (laughs) (laughs) where does happiness at but like if you set an intention it's an easy way to like check buckets off Mm -hmm. and be like oh i'm grateful for that like i got through it yeah yeah um so i guess what is in season for me right now is like following through with those intentions love it and yeah Okay. Using them as a guideline and not like a, a must do. Got kind it. Of thing, you know? Love it. Yeah. I should do that. I mean, I'm a little late on the game, but it's I okay. guess my year can start now. Yeah. <laughs> for the next 12 months and then some into the next year. <laughs> um, for me, um, recently I've been flying a lot and every time I do, I usually try to get a book that I can read mm-hmm. so I have downtime. And I, I picked up Michelle Obama's Becoming, mm. her autobiography, and... I don't, I'm not one to like really read autobiographies. I'm kind of like, eh, about Yeah, I'm it. amidst one right now and it's not, do, yeah. it's not fulfilling me the like, way I want it like to. Like there's no one's life that I feel like I connect to. There's stories within it. Not that someone's right, life right, is right. completely mirror, but there's like little things where I'm like, okay, cool. But then there's seconds where I'm like, Ugh, I don't even want to hear about this. Like this is so boring yeah. to me. Um, probably like this podcast <laughs> where there's points <laughs> where you're like, hurry, go, go, go. Yeah. But um, I wanted to bring up chapter eight. And it was the chapter about um, Michelle Obama's and Barack's relationship Mm. and when they started dating. And um, she kind of, I don't know if this is exactly how she puts it, but it's kind of like he's the zig to my zag Mm. where she's like a box checker and Uh she's very regimented and um, detail oriented. And he's just like, oh, whatever happens, happens. When it comes, it comes. And there was a point in the book where she talked about Family for her was that um, every day, at the end of the day, the family would eat together. Eat dinner. Yeah. Did you read the book? No, but she talked a lot about this. She did an interview with Oprah just Super before soul. the launch of her yes, book. Yes, I, I and heard it was, this. Yes. I literally wasn't even watching it. I was walking down the streets of New York with my earpods in, and I was so like captivated by what she was saying. Right. And it, she would talked on all of. Okay, this. so then yeah. yes, so then um, he would always come late. Mm-hmm. Um, to dinner and when he would say like oh i'm gonna be there it didn't mean he was on his way it was like let me finish this 45 minute conversation with this person and then i'll get there because love for him was not that consistent being of like Mm -hmm. they always showed up it was like tethered where um the mom would leave but then she always came back so even if she wasn't present in that moment he never felt any less love right and i think to me, not necessarily that storyline was the precedence that stood out, but the idea that she was like, I understand you, and because I love right. you, I accept you for that. And let me reframe or retrain my brain to understand how you accept love. And to mm-hmm. me, I was like, ugh, it made me feel inspired to find someone to love again. Yeah. Because I've been single for quite some time now, and I feel like um, I've been struggling it with it not in the sense of like I'm sad that I'm single I'm actually really content with being single but I think the idea of having to get into relationships because I have to change makes me weary because I like am happy with the thing the way things are so I'm like not in the mood but I think that the idea of someone wanting uh, me the idea that when someone comes into my life I'm willing to change for them Mm -hmm. makes me excited again do you know what I mean and so I think when I think or even not change but understand understand but like compassionately love them enough to want to do that without feeling like it's a burden. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm like excited because I'm like, I used to be that way. Um, not that I like turned it off, but I just haven't been in a situation where I felt like I needed to do that. Right. And so being reminded of that, I was like, Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. That's good. Cause it doesn't have to be perfect. And I don't think I'll ever find someone perfect, no. but um, yeah, it was a little spark of joy. Cause I was like, it made me feel like, yeah, there's, there's like, potential not that i ever was like worried that there wasn't but it was just like yeah i'm excited to like figure that out again yeah so yeah the book is good 
Okay. Read it, read it, read Good it. Good to know. If not, go on Audible because she actually reads her own book. Mm, so it'd I be like really that. cool. I love like, her voice. I agree. Yeah. And the way she, I, I can imagine someone telling their own story is completely different than how you're interpreting totally. it through your own voice. So yeah. But um, yeah, I think that wraps up this episode. Cool. Sounds good. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add? Nope. Just make sure that you always, as always, subscribe, rate, like, mm. share, blah, 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 blah. And then write to us at fruitsnackspod at gmail.com through email. And then find us on Instagram at fruitsnackspod. You can uh, write to us on there if you want as well. Um, or in our personal accounts, mine is Weaver Brian with the Y. Uh, Brian with the Y and then Shane. Mine is N A Y R Shane. Ryan backwards. Shane S A J N E. And most of the questions that I actually bring up on this podcast are sent to me personally or sent to Shane personally through our DMs. So feel free to reach out to us there too. Um, either way, it's not a big deal. I've gotten like tons of inquiries and stuff from my friends, but also from like people I don't know. Mm. So it's been great. Like I love it. Um, I actually wanted to say one more thing. I lied. Okay. Speaking on this. The most 99% of these questions come from Brian's fans because nobody fucking responds to me on Instagram and I hate it. I posted a question one time, one of those like ask me anything things. And I was like, send me stuff for our podcast. Uh-huh. I got one response in an hour and then I was embarrassed and I took it down. <laughs> what was it? It said, talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm, wait, who was that? It's someone from Disney. Uh, yeah. Um, that's funny. And I was like, Nobody else? It's no funny because literally when I post it, like it's, when I post like a quick video or like um, Fruit Snacks podcast is posted today, tons of people are like, oh, I'm so excited. I get responses about excitement, but nobody engages like but where they're I sending. But then I have engagement yeah. where they're like, oh my God, I'm listening to this episode. And then they'll like write to me. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So keep doing that. Keep, keep, keep doing For it. both of us. For the both of us. Yeah. Don't be shitty friends. But all right. <laughs> okay. On that right. note, we're going to catch you uh, next week on Fruit Snacks. But for now... Tutaloo. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye.